Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. This is Parshas Ve'akal Bikudai, so it's a Parshas HaChodesh. And we're going to now continue learning the halachas of properly disposing of Shemus. This will be the final share on that topic. Um, and we'll try to cover a lot of different examples, including the questions that people had asked uh, last week and the past week. So last week, when we discussed the concept of Shemus, the mitzvah of not violating the sanctity of Hashem's name, which is L'sasen ken L'shem O'lekechem. So the concept of giving proper honor and respect to the Torah as well. So in this week we're going to try to break down the actual method of disposing each one of these kind of holy items, ranging from uh, yarmulkes to svar. So as we mentioned last week, the most lenient category are Tashmishe Mitzvah, which means items used in the performance of a mitzvah. And including in this category directly are tzitzis, meaning actually the actual strings. The, the, the baguette itself that doesn't yeah, have any um, uh, holiness, particularly. And uh, a Hanukkah menorah, lulav, esrigs, chach, sukkah decorations, possibly a kippah, and, and anything else used to assist a mitzvah. Now these are actually permitted to be disposed of directly into the trash. But it's considered a worthy thing if you can utilize it somehow in the performance of another mitzvah. That's a, a nice thing, I guess, the right thing to do. So that's why there's a custom to save the dried-out hadasim and the dried-out aravis and the lulav for the sake of starting the fire to burn chametz. Uh, likewise, our people who save tzitzis strings to be used as a placeholder in, uh, in Svarim. And another application, is, which is relevant soon actually, is to use the Seder plate ingredients, like for example the egg that you have, the beta that you have on the Seder plate, to eat it during a later Sudas Yantiv. It's not always that appetizing, but there is such a concept. And uh, likewise, it's going to be negated this year as well, that you have an Eretz Tavshilin, so there's a, an Indian to use the Eretz Tavshilin on Shabbos to eat it during uh, Shal Shudis. So to this way, you do a mitzvah with the item that was used for a mitzvah rather than discard it. So that's, that is the nice thing to do. But if you don't, for whatever reason, you can throw it away. But what's important is just that it doesn't get publicly humiliated, which means, like, don't stick the lulav in the trash so that the lulav sticks out and everybody can see it's in the trash. That's publicly humiliating the mitzvah, and that's not proper. So a mitzvah should be inserted in a respectful way so that it's covered by other things and it's not overtly obvious that it was just discarded. So that's the, that is the correct way to dispose of Tashmisha Mitzvah, which is the most lenient because it has no Kedusha, it doesn't have any holiness. The next category are the questionable things that I talked about last week, meaning I talked about the name of Hashem when it was not written with any kind of holy intent. For example, when you wrote uh, Bez Hey on the top of a letter, meaning Baruch Hashem, or you wrote Baruch Hat Hashem, and you wrote a Hey with a, uh, a apostrophe just to represent Hashem's name, or when the word uh, God is written in a book, G-O-D, uh, or the Psukim written in imitations when they're broken up and they're curved and so on and so forth. These are all situations where they're not really Psukim, they're just references to Hashem's name, they're not actually Hashem's name, or they're English in Hashem's name, they're not, not written with any kind of intent for any kind of holiness. And what I was saying last week is that it's not so clear what the halacha with them is, and therefore the right thing is to avoid doing that as much as possible in order to give the proper respect um, to Hashem's name. But after the fact, if it has already been done, and now you have this 
documentation or whatever it is that has any of those things, we are lenient with that. And we do, uh, we, it, we are allowed to dispose of them. But they should be treated the same way the above-mentioned Tashmish and Mitzvah are, were treated, which is respect, respectfully dispose of them. Um, and see to it that they're covered by something else. Don't directly. I, my, my father-in-law told me, which was a finish to me, that when he puts, uh, throws away invitations, which have like some parts of psukim on them, so he puts it either back in the envelope, so that it's covered up in the envelope, or he includes it in other papers, he always has lots of papers that he's disposing of, so that's, that's the right way to take care of that. Now, the next category, the next level, are divritaira, ones that don't actually have a Shem's name in them, but they're divritaira nonetheless. And the category we're talking about is they were printed but they were never used, okay? Like, for example, photocopies that you didn't end up using, magazines that you didn't read those parts of the magazine that have the divritera, right? So you got delivered it, but you didn't end up reading that. Um, so they weren't actually used. Now, these are questionable, but they are much more lenient because they were printed and they were never used. So they can be disposed of, as we mentioned previously, which is you can wrap them in something else and then uh, throw them away. And with magazines, it's easy because, you know, if it's a regular magazine with a lot of other things, and in the middle somewhere there's some divritera, so you can just say the magazine itself kind of covers it, right? The inside, outside, the rest of the magazine covers it. So you can just put the magazine together with all your other recyclables and you are pretty much okay doing that. Um, there are many Paiskim, though, that are stringent with these. So if you do have the option, it is a nice thing to uh, put them into the Seamus bin. It's, it's a hard option because usually, you know, you have an accumulation. There's a lot of them. It's usually not a practical thing. What they are marked on, I will say, though, is that there are some, it's more newspapers than magazines, but there are newspapers that have, like, this dedicated terrorist section. You know, like, you can take it out. It's just, a, it's, a, it's called, like, a Maisel Hashabas or whatever. It has a term, and it's, a, like, a dedicated a section that's just the red terrorist. So say, if that's the case, you should really take that out and keep those separate and put those in Seamus. Now, the next category, which is the most relevant, which is really what we all want to hear about, is the divertira which was used, right? So those are the photocopies, the Shabbos sheets, the homework sheets, the Gemara photocopies, the handouts of Shurim, and all such papers which you did use, and your child did write answers on, and there are psukim on it. What do you do with those? Um, and likewise, magazines and newspapers that have Tairam psukim, which we did learn from, and we did read them, so what do we do with them? They're quite an issue. They are quite an issue halakhically. And the right thing to do is to put them into Seamus. And it's hard because where, right? So I'll tell you what I do. I have a dedicated Seamus box in my house. Um, and I put all Seamus in there, all this kind of Seamus we put there. And eventually it gets full. And when it gets full, I wait till the next time I go to Lakewood. I think, I'm pretty sure Baltimore has this too, but I happen to know the place in Lakewood. So when I go to Lakewood, I go to this place, this Capital Swarm. There's more than one place, but they do it. Uh, it's a Swarm store, and they buy it. Yeah, I mean, they buy it. You, you pay for it. <laughs> you get like $20 for a big box of, uh, of Seamus, and they take it off your hands. Um... That's, that's the right thing to do. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have that in Baltimore, but actually there are some options over here in Silver Spring as well. I believe, um, I, I didn't verify this with him, but I've heard that Rabbi Graineman, uh, Rabbi Graineman will um, also take care of Seamus for you with, at for a fee, so that's an option. And uh, also, I just heard that the cemetery, the Garden of Remembrance, on March 26th will be having a Seamus drop-off, so that's in, a, I think, a week, maybe from Sunday. Or something. So they're they're having they're going to have a shameless drop. So there are there are options. There are options out there, and that's the right thing to do. Every every Jewish house should have a box where shameless is put, and then eventually it fills up, and you uh, you take care of it. 
Now, that may be an option. It may not be an option. If it's not an option, what do you do? So there are, um, there are price skin, and you can rely on this, that they allow you to do as follows. They allow you to take these kind of shamans. Again, this is uh, photocopies that have been used, not real swarm. This is just for photocopies and those kind of things that have, were intended to be thrown away, but they were used. So they allow you to double bag it. So you put it into one plastic bag, and then you put that plastic bag into another plastic bag, and then you can throw it out. They actually want you not even to directly throw it out, but rather have a dedicated uh, garbage bag for them, and don't even put it in the garbage, because that's also kind of humiliating. Put it next to the garbage, and let the trash guy, the non-Jew, let him go and you know deal with it. But th- th- you shouldn't be the one to put it directly in the garbage. That's that's the most ideal way to dispose of it. If you're not going to be putting it in Seamus, double wrap it and then put it in the garbage bag next to your garbage so that they take it and they pick it up, and and you don't aren't the one who puts it into garbage. So for the biggest category, I would say of what concerns us, the it is the right thing to put it into Seamus if you can. And if you can't, then you can utilize this option of double bagging it and, uh, and, and getting it into the garbage somehow. Now, this is all if there's no actual name of Hashem spelled out on it, like a Yudke Vavke. It's not a photocopy of a Siddur or of a Chumash with a Yudke Vavke on it or an Aleph Dal Nun Yud or a Shin Dalad Yud or any of the other uh, names of Hashem, Elikim, Elikai. Uh, if there is, then that definitely does require Gnisa. That needs to go into Shemus. So anything that has actual name of Hashem on it needs to go into Gnisa. And likewise, any part of a real Sefer needs to go into Shemus. So an old sitter, a ripped-off cover of a sitter, ripped pages from a sitter, even just the, the white part, you know, not the, the, the words part. Any part of a Sefer needs to go into Shemus. Likewise... Um, the, the only of, of non-Sefer uh, thing is a tefillin bag, right? Not a talus bag. Talus bag doesn't have to go into Seamus, but a tefillin bag does need to go into Seamus. So from the, the, those things, that's what needs to go into Seamus. Um, and also, our, so uh, in, in, in summary, what we've learned here is that there is a couple of layers of leniency before you get to the photocopies that you've used, and those you can pretty much be lenient with, and you can wrap them up and throw them away. But once you get to photocopies that were used, those need to really be put into Seamus, if not, double bag them and, you know, leave them out for the garbage. And anything that's a real safer or a real shame of Hashem, real name of Hashem, that actually does need to be put into Seamus Genisa.